When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Let's ride. for the words that are recited before each and every game here at Dodger Stadium. Take it away, Finn. It's time for Dodger Baseball. What's going on, Dodgers fans? Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Incline Dodgers podcast presented by Fansided, and you can read Dodgers content on DodgersWay.com. This is Kevin Klein here. Your Los Angeles Dodgers have 103 wins, baby. We'll take that. They're about to drop their second consecutive game to the Arizona Diamondbacks, but who really cares in the grand scheme of things? The Dodgers are officially going to clinch a bye no matter what. Earlier in the week, they broke a franchise record, 52 road wins. Absolute insanity right there. Dodgers showing that they can win at Dodger Stadium and on the road. Get into this most recent game, though. We are recording Wednesday evening, the Dodgers facing the Arizona Diamondbacks, where they're about to fall short. We're recording in the eighth inning. But Dustin May gave up five runs over four innings, seven hits, has a season ERA of 450. That was his sixth start of the year. Two instances where he gave up a base hit, an RBI to Christian Walker, who's been tormenting the Dodgers all season long. And Corbin Carroll came through with a three-run double. So that's the five runs right there. Uh, My big takeaways from Dustin May, after looking fantastic against the Giants, gave up no hits over five innings. Not the same story tonight. Gave up seven hits. Uh, Was falling behind in just about every count. That was a big takeaway of mine. First pitch ball. And uh, unfortunately, just didn't have it tonight. So let me pass it over to Jake Reiner. How you feeling, man? Feeling pretty good. The team is obviously uh, tearing it up. But the thing that I wanted to touch on real quick, and it relates to tonight, there are three things we're looking for right down the stretch. Are the starters staying sharp? What's the pitcher? What's the pitching looking like? Are the guys coming back from injury sharp? enough for the playoffs that goes along with the pitching and who's going to make the roster, the postseason roster on the bench. And when you look tonight at what Dustin may did in stark contrast to what he did against the giants, where he no hit them for five innings, it just is a little too inconsistent for me at this state, at this stage to really full on trust him. And I know that a week ago I was saying that, he was going to be one of the four starters in the playoffs, but the inconsistency there, the, the inability to put away hitters, which he was struggling with tonight where he would get two outs and even two strikes on a batter and would lose him and walk him. And then he wouldn't hold the runner on. Then they'd take second. And then it would seem as always that uh, Christian Walker came up and knocked in the run. So it's just a little, a little concerning this late in the game for Dustin May. David Rosenthal, what are your thoughts on what Jake just said? I, I get where he's coming from. Uh, I still have the utmost trust in Dustin May. I think the command 
is still kind of lingering. Uh, obviously, if you come back from Tommy John, you're not going to be super sharp right away. Still only his fifth start back, I believe, today. Tonight was his fifth start back, I believe. Uh, so the, the inconsistency is, is normal, I would say. Uh, in terms of trust, you don't really have a lot of options. So the, the, the first three guys are locked in. It's going to be Arias, Kershaw, and Anderson in whatever order. That's, that's done with. That is, take that to the bank. So for game four of the NLC, NLDS, even if there is one, or uh, you know, just for the four starter in general, if Dustin May keeps being kind of inconsistent, which he has been, uh, and Andrew Heaney is still giving up the long ball, you know, it's you're not going to have complete trust in either of them. That's just the name of the game at this point. Um, I think I still vehemently go with Dustin May over Andrew Heaney. The stuff is there. It's it's all about the command. So I think he he has two more starts before the postseason. I think he really needs to, you know, tone it in, dial it in. And uh, if he does that, like he did in San Francisco, then, you know, fans and, and the team will trust him more. Not that Dave Roberts and Friedman don't trust him, but I think as fans, it'll be comforting to see that uh, going into this postseason. Also, I just, in his, in his defense, in his, in Dustin May's defense tonight, the defense was just atrocious. Awful. Awful. So bad behind him. And he did give up, uh, he did give up a lot of hard contact with uh, Corbin Carroll, but, some of the other hits that he gave up were, were bloopy and fluky. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the, it is there on a, Obviously if this was at the beginning of a season, you'd be like, all right, let's just, you know, come on, let's cut him some slack. But the fact that they really do need to count on him in the postseason, given the fact that, you know, like I'm sure we'll get into it. Blake Trinan, that's a huge question mark. You know, you kind of, you kind of would like to rely on, on Dustin may being solid in the playoffs. And it's, it's not even the contact tonight. It was the walks. That's where he got into yep. trouble. You know, I mean, he, he walked two guys uh, separately in different innings and they ended up on second base within three pitches. So it's, it's the command, you know, he's going to give up a couple hits here and there, but there was no really super hard contact. There's a couple bloops, a couple solid hits, but it's the walks that got him in trouble tonight. And I'll say one more thing. If Cody Bellinger was playing center field tonight, he would, that, that run total would be three, not five. It'd be four, there were, but there was two plays. There was two plays where Trace Thompson uh, did not runs, have his, but he no, gave no, up seven. It was hits. the one in. It was the one where he he botched the grounder to him, and the second one uh, on the the bases clearing double was an atrocious route. And Cody Bellinger does not take that route. Gave up five runs. They are all earned. So that's on Dustin May at the end of the day. Seven hits is a lot of hits, and. I said it a week ago, he needs to show me a lot more for him to be in my postseason rotation. Looked great against the Giants, but if he's a coin flip out there, I'm holding I'm holding out that Tony Gonsolin can get built up enough to at least give them four, maybe five innings to start games. We are getting late into the ball game, though, and I was hoping he would get two starts before the postseason. Maybe that still happens, but the fact that he's only throwing 30 pitches at yeah. this point in time, and he's scheduled to face live hitters in a day or so. Hopefully, they uh, like what they see, but I got hounded for it a week ago, and I'm still starting Andrew Heaney over Dustin May at this point in time. He threw four fantastic innings against the Giants. He had eight strikeouts, and if you're a starting pitcher and you don't have command of your pitches, that's too much of a wild card for me when you have the other guy who's proven that he can – get a lot of whiffs and miss bats. And that's absolutely what Heaney's done. Um, I still think Heaney is going to be a weapon out of the bullpen when push comes to shove, unless the Dodgers truly are desperate and need that fourth starter. If may or Gonsolin can't get it together. But I, what I would like to see the Dodgers do in Dustin May's next appearance is put an opener in front of him. That way you get Dustin May at least somewhat accustomed to coming out of the bullpen, because I do think it makes more sense for him to be a reliever at this point in time for the Dodgers. And I stand by that. They should do that for Heaney too, then. I, I don't know. I, I still think Heaney is, Heaney can do whatever the Dodgers request of him. Well, they're, they're both kind of, you know, their roles are both kind of up in the air in terms of postseason, I, at least from the outside, it looks like for, for all we know that the roles are decided, but. Remember, remember when they, converted Kenta Maeda into reliever the first time yep. and they, they stuck him in the pen and he actually was a really serviceable and at, 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 at points dominant reliever out of the pen. He got righties out like no one's business. Mm -hmm. 
that's what they should be doing with either or both of them at some point. I mean, there's not a lot of games left, obviously, but, you know, just to get them in that rhythm, get, you know, because it's a, it's a different beast in the bullpen versus when you're starting. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's why I'm suggesting the opener because you can't really have them come out of the bullpen at this point in time because the Dodgers are heavily relying on five starters and they don't have anyone to call up to fill that void right now. I mean, the doubleheader was great because they were able to get four or sorry, five, was it five okay innings out of Michael Grove? And then Ryan Pepio came in, shut down the door, gave them three fantastic innings, four strikeouts, and then Chris Martin got the save. So that was a big saver right there. But then the next game, Tyler Anderson gave him six innings. I want to say got the loss, but the offense wasn't there. So they are doing a good job of managing the innings, but they don't have, they don't have like a garbage time guy right now. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, Mookie Betts getting his 35th home run. Keeps, keeps it going. Dodgers went 15 and four against the San Francisco giants to conclude the season after sweeping them once again, 15 and four is the Dodgers best mark since 1899. So all those plumbers and firemen who have died won't get to witness the Dodgers have their best mark against the giants flipping the script from a year ago in the finale of this five game series between the Dodgers and the diamondbacks. They got Julio Urias on the mound for the Dodgers taking on Zach Gallon, Who's their ACE Urias is 17 and seven on the season with a 227 ERA. In my opinion, he should be the Cy Young winner if the season were to end today. I don't know where you guys stand on that, but I feel like he's been heavily underlooked by most of the media and should be the front runner for that award. I, you know, I would love to see it happen, uh, but I think Alcantara is still going to take it. Uh, there's an argument at this point uh, in the season, and, and that's that's what Vegas, I got it right here. Alcantara is minus 500, Arias plus 750. Uh, in third place is Gallon with plus 1,500. So Alcantara is still a, a heavy, heavy favorite. But Arias is right there, and he deserves the recognition, no doubt. Um, I think Alcantara was had one of the most dominant first halves you've seen from a pitcher in a long, long time, and I think Arias has just been Mr. Consistent for the entire season. So it's a tough call. Uh, I do think Alcantara will get it, but Arias is, is literally right there. Yeah, Julio has had a phenomenal season. Again, back-to-back seasons where he – you know, you could, you could make a strong argument for being the NL Cy Young. And sometimes it's just not your year uh, that we've seen that happen quite a bit where pitchers will have phenomenal seasons and it's just not their year. With the AL MVP race last season between Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Shohei, you, if you season, if you tried, I mean, he had an incredible season, but it was just the fact that Shohei was dominant on the mound and at the plate it was a unanimous decision or, you know, close to that. So yeah, it's unfortunate that he, that he's probably not going to get it, but I, you know, I would, I would give it to him, especially since the, the Dodgers lit up Alcantara twice this year. I just don't see how Sandy bias as well. Half of these voters go to sleep. Don't see how you can give it to Sandy at this point, because all he's really leaning on Urias is innings and maybe strikeouts, but you look at FIP, ERA even wins XFIP it's and whip opponent batting average against Urias is dominating on all fronts. Like I said, there's a lot of East coast bias in these awards. It's just, that's just what happens. You know, these, these West coast games start at 10 PM East coast time. A lot of these sports writers are in their fifties, even sixties, and they're not going to be staying up till 1am to watch this. So they're just kind of looking at the numbers. They're not really watching what's happening. Uh, and what they see is Sandy Alcantara just dominating night in and day out with, you know, a couple of exceptions. Uh, but like I said, it's, it's a close race and, and, you know, uh, Alcantara does have Arias beat by quite a bit in war as well. Um, so they're going to look at that stat as well. According to John Heyman, there's West coast bias might be one of the most idiotic things I've ever heard claimed. I've never heard of that, but yeah, Alcantara's at 5.1 war and Arias at uh, 2.9, so. Well, the Dodgers are 103 and 46, so there's not that many games left. Jake or David, are you planning to go to any more games? I might try. I actually might be down in L.A. for one of those Rockies series, the last five games. So, yeah, I might use uh, TickPick. Yeah, I mean, TickPick is a proud sponsor of the Incline Dodgers podcast, and they're offering all our listeners a chance to save $10 on a first-time purchase of $49 or more, $49 or more excuse me, you just got to use that promo code INCLINE, all caps. 
I, I think it's a it's an incredible service and who doesn't like discounts? I mean, you got that you got that keyword incline. Come on now. I, I, I really enjoy uh, what TickPick does. Um, they've got a great outline and obviously they've been very supportive of us. Uh, I was in I was at the Giants Dodgers game this past Friday uh, and we used TickPick. They gave us ten dollars off. On our first time purchase, no fees on the website. Phenomenal experience. Download the app or go to tickpick.com today and use that promo code INCLINE. Listener question coming from on Twitter at Don underscore Slater. Build the postseason starting pitching staff. So let's get into it again. For me, game one, Urias. Game two, Clayton Kershaw. Game three, Tyler Anderson. And game four, if he's available, I'm going Tony Gonsolin. Yeah, I would go. I would go the exact same route. But if you don't have Tony Gonsolin and it's between May and Heaney, I think you both know I'm going with Dustin May. Gonsolin's not going to have enough time to build up. He's just not. At least for the NLDS, possibly you get him back full strength uh, NLCS. That's possible, but he's not going to be able to get two starts in. He's only throwing two innings in simulated games right now. I'd be shocked if they go to someone for Game Four with a fifty pitch, you know, fifty pitch count limit. So. I'm sticking with Dustin May. He's got the best stuff, probably in baseball. I think these next two starts, he's going to have to work on the command. And I think he's a competitor and he's going to do that. He knows what he has to do. Like, I, like we said, it's, it's, he got beat by the walks. That's, that's what he got beat by tonight. Can I, can I just go on a little bit of a side rant here? I brought this up to you in the, in the group chat, but it just it pisses me off so much where guys get injured, Dodgers downplay it, just absolutely downplay it. Oh, it's nothing. Tony Gonsolin. It was like, oh, yeah, you know, we caught it. We caught it. Good thing we caught it early. Good thing we caught it early. We're all like, okay, great. Precaution is great. And he's been out forever. Yancy Almonte. Oh, it's my elbow's a little sore. It feels like Almonte has been out for the entire season. He's been out forever. I mean, it just one after the next. And it's just like. I don't know if it's they don't have enough information at the time that they make those statements or what, or they're or they're trying to, you know, soften the blow and kind of make make it seem like the guy's bet in better shape than he is. I, I don't know what it is, but it's frustrating as all hell because you're thinking you're getting these guys back pretty soon. And it's just, oh, it's a precaution. Oh, we're giving this guy extra rest. And then he's out for three months, four months. And yeah, you know, same thing with, with Trinan. It's been, you know, kind of back and forth with him. But anyway, that was just my side rant because it's just, it's just so annoying when they, when they Trin- say Trinan it's is one of the strangest because he got put on the aisle in early April. They didn't really make a big deal about it. Then we get to late August or early September. Then we find out he was close to having shoulder surgery, but relied on the power of God to heal him. And I guess God's powers didn't work this go around because Trinan is, unable to come back they were hoping he would come back this week but there was a setback i think his season is done i just don't see i just don't see how he can come back at this point he's battling a partial tear he probably is going to have to get shoulder surgery which is going to knock him out another season his career altogether might be over and then you got bruce dar gratterall who is expected to be activated off the aisle thursday which is tomorrow but he's been battling injuries all season so who knows how long you're going to get with him Yancy Almonte has got two more rehab outings to go and then he'll be activated. And then uh, Kevin Pillar, he is back in OKC and don't know if he'll have a role with the Dodgers this postseason, but I'm taking his bat over Hanser Alberto or Miguel Vargas at this point. It, it frankly yeah. can't get much worse. You're not, let's not even saying that. that he's, he's not going to be on this roster. He's an emergency call up in, in, in case of an injury that's that's what's happening i think the roster is all but done honestly uh especially with this trina news uh i don't i wouldn't go to f- as far as saying his career is over i mean he could not need the surgery uh you know time could heal it they did say and he said himself that that it's scarred over so that that is possible that he avoids the surgery and we don't even know exactly what kind of surgery it would be so there's no reason to speculate about his entire career i still think he could be back at some point uh obviously those chances are looking grimmer and grimmer by the day but uh for the pitching staff rotation bullpen roster i think it's pretty clear honestly i think you got the five guys you got the three starters uh plus may and heaney and then you got phillips vestia martin kimbrell ferguson gratterall and almonte barring health and then you have 
Tommy Canley, Trinan if he's healthy, and Bickford uh, looking in right now. So I think that's pretty much where this this pitching staff is going to be in the playoffs. Oh, I think I think Canley makes it if he's healthy. He makes it. Over he's who? Good. Over who? Over. I mean, there's not a lot of guys you can leave wait, off this roster. So you said you said Bickford, Gratterall, and no, and, I said. So Phillips, Vessia, Martin, Kimbrell, and Ferguson are locks. That's that's a lot. Those yes. are all locks. That's five. So that leaves two spots in the bullpen if you're including Haney and May on the roster. So right now I have Gratterall and Almonte if they're both healthy. Mm. See, I I I don't know. I don't know. If, I, I would I, I trust Almonte over Gratterall, but I know they're gonna I know they're gonna go with Gratterall because they like him. But I would I would go Canely over Gratterall. Not gonna oh, happen. No way. Yeah. Also, Canely gave up a run today. He couldn't get the three outs in his most recent outing earlier this season. He got hammered by the Pirates. He has had like two good outings all season and three or four bad ones. Just not enough sample size. You know what you're going to get with Gratterall? He's been there in the postseason a couple years now. When he's healthy and on the mound, he's pretty much as effective as it gets as a middle inning in high leverage arm. So you got to go with well, that. Well, it's, it's going to be it's going to be who's ever healthy. I mean, honestly, it's, you know. Yeah, I think that's why I said I think you know, assuming Trinan is not not good to go, I think Bickford and Conley are Canley are are waiting to see. They're kind of in a holding pattern, depending on Gratterall and, and Almonte's health. Bickford's had a weird year where it's like flashes of of you know quite good, like he was in twenty twenty one, but then mostly not, mostly just bad. He's been he's been super solid his last eight or nine outings, aside from the one home run last night, but that was over two innings. His last 10.2 innings pitched, he's only given up that home run last night. So, so all right, but so I mean, over all right, we covered the we covered the pitchers. What about the what about the bench? Oh well, the hitters are even more of a lock. So it's Smith and Barnes, Freeman, Muncy, Lux, Trey, JT, Chris Taylor, Bellinger, Mookie, Trace, Gallo, and Hunter. That's 13. The only lock I don't still don't know if he's a lock. It is Hanser because he's not doing anything. Well, yeah, but defensive like, replacement. Exactly. We've talked about this before. He's a, he's a very solid defensive replacement. Eh, we got Mookie at second. If all, if all else fails. No, that's no, we can't be doing that. Why not? Then you got, Thompson, you need him Gap- in right. You got Thompson. You could put him in, right? No, you, can, you need his defense in right field and his arm in right field at all times. Yeah. Well, I'd rather have Mookie at second base than an at bat with Hans or with runners in scoring position. I'm not saying he's getting any at bats. Well, well, yeah. And I'm saying I'd rather carry an extra bat who can actually do something. I don't care about well, who are you going to pinch hit for? Like these guys, you don't need to pinch hit for any of them. If somehow Joey Gallo gets into the game and now he's facing a left-handed pitcher, you, you're going to need a right-handed bat. Um, and I was saying earlier, I think I trust Kevin Pilar over Hans or Alberto. Well, what Austin Barnes or Trace Thompson would be available in that situation. If they're not starting, because Trace Thompson or Chris Taylor, yeah, both all three of those guys aren't going to start. They could. If Barnes, Taylor, and Thompson are all starting, that's not the best sign. They, they they'll have Barnes potentially starting at catcher and Smith at DH. Yeah, but then you know you're not going to have Taylor and uh, Thompson starting as well. If it's a left-handed starter, I don't see why not. Because you need Bellinger in center field. That was very evident in today's game. I think it's been said before, but Trace isn't that much of a downgrade to Bellinger defensively. But I don't, I don't, I don't know where we're going here with that. Anyways, Clayton Kershaw, over his last four starts coming off the aisles, looked fantastic. A 150 ERA, 29 strikeouts over 24 innings pitched. So it looks like the Dodgers' potential NLDS draw right now is going to be between the San Diego Padres and the Atlanta Braves. Obviously the Braves and the Mets have been fighting each other all season and it's a one game separation. So we don't truly know who they're going to face in the NLDS just yet. But I guess if you're watching the standings, just take note Padres and Braves right now. Padres have won five in a row. Yeah. They're beating the Cardinals. And and they're going to finish the season with, I mean, they could finish the season with 90 wins, you know, it's not as, dominant as the, as the Dodgers have been and as tumultuous and roller coastery the Padres have been, it's kind of remarkable what they've been able to do given everything. 
And you know who's pitching better for them is Josh Hader. Yeah, so which I, you know, that I think, sucks. I think it would be nice. Obviously, I'd much rather play the Padres than the Braves. But it, granted, it's only been a week. But the Padres look a lot better than they did two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So they got the they got one more series with the Padres coming up Tuesday and, through Thursday. And Snell is pitching better against other teams. He's been pitching pretty well. You got that right. Pretty cool question coming from one of our top listeners, young Jeremy 18 on Twitter. If Albert Pujols were to hit his seventh, 700th home run or Aaron judge hit his 61st home run and you were the fan that caught it, what would you ask for? That's a good one. Pujols 700. That's, that's what I would want to catch, but no, but uh, like, what would you trade? What would you trade it for? Is what he's saying. I don't know if I would trade it. You wouldn't give it to Pujols. Why? Why do I have to give it to him? I guess that would be your take, but go on. <laughs> no, that's, that's it. I'm not, I'm not automatically just giving him this ball. Like if he wants to make me an offer, then, then I'll listen, but I'm not just going in there. Like, Hey, can I get a signed ball from you? Like, no. Well, you don't have to ask for a signed ball. You could ask, you could ask well, okay, for what? Let's hear yours. I, I would, I would want like, I would like to select like which players on the team I want to, I want an autograph from. And, and I get, and I get to meet those players. So like Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, basically. Yeah. Yachty Molina, Adam Wainwright. I don't know. Something like that. Maybe a couple of bats, maybe a glove. I don't know. I, I would, if, I'm not necessarily, I'm not forking it over for that. What if, what if, the, what if you get to make any demands? What if you're like, what, what if, what if they're like, yeah, you could, you could be the bat boy for a day. Hell yeah. Suit up. Let's suit up. Let's get on the field. I don't want to be a bat boy either. Come on. That's so much fun. You get to be in the dugout the is, whole time. Is cash in the equation here? Because I feel like I could sell that ball for a lot of money. Yeah, I, I guess, I guess I so. Would, I would accept cash and a trip to the Bahamas from if Albert wants to find <laughs> what, that. What would be what would be your price? Uh, I'm willing to listen to offers. I don't really have one in mind, but I'm, I, you know, he's not going to lowball me. He's not going to just bully me in this negotiation. Like I understand, I understand he's a legend, but if I caught that ball, that's my ball. <laughs> yeah, in you in know? David's mind, he's already there. It's already happened. Yeah, well, if Zach Campbell's there, I would sacrifice. Oh, that guy! I would sacrifice my attempt to catch the ball to make sure that guy does not catch the ball. I would ask for the judge or Pujols. One, you have to come on this podcast. Okay. Sit with us for company, half man. Hour. Company I need man, that. nice. Definitely behind the home plate tickets for at least one game and photograph with and photograph and autographs with the players of my choice. And I'll call it a deal. What about, I would, if you're going to ask for tickets, ask for postseason tickets. Uh, yeah. Tickets of my choice. That might be what it is. You guys are, you guys are undervaluing this ball. You, you can ask for more than that. Just because those two idiots last night gave judges 60th home run ball for like a picture and an autographed baseball. doesn't mean everybody has to get fleeced in these negotiations. I got too much respect for the player to, to be like that. I'm not going to get greedy here. I, I, if I catch that ball, I, I will get greedy. Yeah. That's my ball. <laughs> Once he hit it out of the stadium, it's not his ball anymore. Should have hit it to you know, someone I, else. I might prevent, I might prevent Zach Campbell and you from catching it. <laughs> I'm going to give it to him. He just got to fork it up. He's what is, how much has he made in the MLB couple, at least 250, 300 million dollars. He can, he can help me out and fund a trip to the Bahamas for me and throw some cash on the side. <laughs> you know, it's not that much. I don't think that's a crazy ask. What do you think that ball would get on the, on the open market? What did the bonds ball get? You I know don't what know what the bonds ball get got. I think the judge home run would be a lot more valuable than the pool holes home run. No way. Really? AL record 62. A lot Over of people. Pool 700. 62 is arguably more impressive than 700, which is crazy to say, but I, I think when you break a record like that, there's more value. Well, also, okay, so, if, you just, so, if you just look at the, the entire season that he's having, it's, it's the greatest offensive is probably the greatest offensive season ever. 
Okay, so Barry Bonds's uh. 756th home run ball went for $750,000. Yeah, Judge might be a million then. Especially no, with the New just with the New York New Yorkers have money. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, if it's like a super diehard rich Yankee fan then maybe. Okay, so then I'm for sure asking like if it was Judge ball, like you're you're going to have to pay me. Someone's going to have to pay me. I can I can hold on to it until Judge gets his fat contract next year. And I'll keep it safe for him until he can afford to pay my price. Nothing wrong with that. Another fan that always delivers great questions. Matthew Zimmerman at Zimzy on Twitter. After the amazing regular season on a scale of one to 10 with one being the Braves were just better. And it was their time and 10 being Roberts again, left Kershaw in there to die. As we screamed at our TVs, how much would or willing falling short of the title would hurt this season. It's a mouthful right there. It would hurt for me. Uh, yeah, I no, think this is, this is the best Dodgers team I've, I think I've ever seen. Um, I think I'm comfortable saying that. I, I think it's close with 2017. Uh, some people say 2018, but 2017 was way better than 20, uh, 2018. But last year, you know, especially with the injuries, I didn't, I didn't think they had it. I, I just really didn't think it, it didn't feel like their year. Uh, and this year kind of has that 2020 feeling for me. So it would sting quite a bit. Yeah, I felt I felt similar in 2019 to 2017. I thought that 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 2019 team had a lot of magic in it. And the fact that they couldn't get past that first round was very crushing. So I think it'll be even worse this time around, because at least the 17 team got to the World Series. But if the Dodgers fall short of getting to the World Series or or even lose it, I think it's going to sting really because you think about how many opportunities they've had. Dave Roberts has had. Yeah. Yeah. If they they can't win the world series or even get far in a world series, I guess Dave Roberts has to go. And that's where I stand on that. I don't think they're going to get rid of him. If, if it, if they don't win the world series, they could get swept in the NLDS and Dave Roberts will not be fired. I disagree. I think if they get well, swept if it's, in the if NLDS, it's an absolute, if it's an absolute, they like, could lose great. every game ten to zero, and he could make five boneheaded decisions in a row, and he's not going to get fired. They were already hesitant to give him that contract extension. If they according get him, to who? According to all of us, we saw him not even get. Ex- it was t- the talk for like months, and then he finally got it. I don't remember exactly what month it was, but it was definitely a good three or four month talking point, and if they get humiliated in the nlds this okay this team that they have right now is good enough to outplay any roberts mistakes that's how good this team is and it's how good they should be so yeah dave roberts could make some boneheaded moves but he's not he's not going to get fired because i mean come on this could you construct a better roster than this i I don't know what else andrew friedman and brandon gomes could have done Nothing. So you're saying that he, he should be fired if they can't if they can't win or he makes horrendous blunders because you can Roberts can find a way to make blunders. If he brings Tyler Anderson out of the bullpen after two days rest or he brings Clayton Kershaw out of the bullpen bullpen after a three days rest. Those are blunders. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it depends. I think the extreme that David laid out, I think he would get fired in that situation if that was the case, um, because he you you expect more out of him than that and and you also you want to go through a postseason where you're not even talking about the manager that means that the manager's doing a good job if you don't even say anything about what the manager's doing in the game so that's what the dodgers have to do is just is just overcome any of his mistakes that he may make that's what they, they did that a lot in 2020 to be honest so after the dodgers conclude this series with the diamondbacks they got three games with the st louis cardinals Faced the Cardinals way earlier back in the season. Albert Pujols coming back to Dodger Stadium for the first time since the NLCS when he was a Dodger. He's two home runs away from that 700 milestone. So there's a possibility he gets it at Dodger have Stadium. They not, have they not played in LA this year? No, they, they played in St. Louis. Okay. I, unless I'm totally off base here. I feel, like, I feel like he came back. No, it was the All-Star game. Okay. That's probably what it was. Uh, but the point being, 
he, he did get one home run against the Dodgers earlier this season, hit it off Mitch White, who's long gone. If the if if the Hunter Alberto talk were which was rumored that if he gets in the game and he faces Albert Pools, I think he wanted to say he wants to strike out Albert Pools. Should the Dodgers in any scenario, if they're up big, just give it give a give a soft pitch to Pools and see if he can let it ride? No. No. He doesn't want that. I guarantee you he doesn't want that. He wants to earn it. Yeah. But I did say, I did hear him say that even if he doesn't get 700, he's still going to retire. So he needs to hit two more. Is the bottom line. <laughs> so he like, needs to do it. Like we need, you know, he needs to hit two more. I think there's 10 games left. So this is not, this is not a lock by any means. And I'll tell you another thing. The Cardinals better be starting his old ass every single game for the rest <laughs> of the season. Cause they, they have an eight game lead in the division. They're not going to catch the Dodgers or the Mets or the Braves for the, for the buy. Start him at, Start him every game, hit him leadoff. We need more at-bats from Albert, okay? This is ridiculous. <laughs> the fact that they're not doing this already is preposterous. Wow, a team that has Come a on, chance Oliver to... Come on, Oliver Wow, what a shock. A team that has a chance to win the World Series isn't, isn't throwing it all away for Albert Pujols. What? They, they can't improve or, or not improve their position. They're going the, to win that division. They're going to be the three seed. It's, I mean, all, if, it's pretty if much Pool, locked if up. If Pujols was a Dodger this season, hypothetically, you would be starting him lead off over Mookie Betts right now? Yes. See, I would not because I do not want Mookie to get uncomfortable because there are bigger things here than a, a milestone. No disrespect to Pujols. Well, I can tell you I wouldn't thing. bat him lead off, but I would put him in the lineup. If, well, if, big he's difference. At, if he's at 699 with three games left, that asshole better be hitting him lead off every every one of those three games we got a we got a date with jose quintana again nice. so 244 era since being a cardinal jordan montgomery is scheduled to face the Dodgers. 235 era since becoming a st louis cardinal and uncle charlie adam wainwright making his return to dodger stadium since that wild card game that is the projected starters there for the cardinals dodgers like to do things last minute so we don't really have those guys officially yet Paul Goldschmidt, front runner for the NL MVP with 35 home runs, 112 RBIs, 1,000 OPS. Uh, second behind Freddie Freeman for the batting crown, 321, Freeman's 329, 328. And then Nolan Arenado proving that he is not a Coors merchant, 30, uh, 29 home runs and 98 RBIs, also having a fantastic season and is up there in war. So there is a chance that this is the NLCS. I, I don't know if it'll happen, but – the Dodgers do have to play these games somewhat serious. That would be a big upset in my mind. Uh, you know, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be crazy after all this Braves and Mets talk, if the Padres beat the Braves and the Cardinals beat the Mets. Yeah. <laughs> Which could definitely happen. Yeah. I mean, it's three games. It's also like what games. we were, like what we were talking about earlier. I, I, you got to think, you know, that they're going to burn their two best pitchers, right? It's going to be Scherzer and DeGrom. They're going to burn them. Strider and Freed. They're going to burn them. Darvish and Snell or Musgrove and Snell. They're going to burn them. I mean, all these guys are going to get are going to get worked. And so we'll get their, you know, number three starter to start, possibly. Or number four if the series goes three games. But the, the number one starter should be available for game two. So it's not that huge of an advantage. But you got to win game one, basically. Have to. Uh, one last listener question here coming from Twitter again, Richard Aller two. Appreciate you giving us questions, Richard. Can the Dodgers lock up Trey Turner on a seven year, $250 million contract or would a team outbid them? The extend trade movement is very strong. I will say. So seven, it's like a 35 AAV. Yeah. Uh, you know, honestly, I think that's a, that's a fair, solid deal. Um, I think for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call click Granger.com or just stop by Granger. For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? 
picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket, outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It might take eight or nine years. I think the Phillies are going to be in on it. I think there's a couple other sleeper teams who might be in on it. But one thing I know for for certain is this whole East, East, he wants to go back to the East Coast thing is not going to mean anything. If the Dodgers are going to pay him money, he's going to stay in L.A. It's that simple. Right. He, it's, he's very clearly enjoying his time in L.A. He's already said he's gotten used to it. Uh, you know, he, he said he, it'd be nice to, to buy a house instead of renting a house here. Um, obviously, his teammates love him. He loves his team. So it's it's going to be about money. I think seven. I think seven two fifty is a no brainer for the Dodgers to do. They might need to go to eight two eighty two seventy five. I think that'll get it done. I'm afraid that the Dodgers stop at seven years two hundred fifty million because that seems like the Dodgers type of contract. Yeah, don't think it's going to be enough though. You you mentioned the Phillies their favorite. I heard the Cubs are going to be a team aggressive in on him. He's the top free agent shortstop on the market. If Lindor got 341 million, if Tatis Jr. got 340 and he doesn't play and Seager got 325, you're going to have to pay a lot for Trey Turner, who has the best F4, the most hits, probably the best MVP candidate over the last three, four years. So no Scott pay. Boris, though. That's that's an important detail. No Scott Boris, but does that does that really matter? Of course it matters. I mean, it matters if you want to get if it matters if you got to get him for, I guess, a record-breaking contract, because then that's probably what Boris would put. But I don't think well, these agents are going to sell their guys short. No, I, but it's not about that. It's the Dodgers' track record with Scott Boris is awful. I mean, they they have missed <clears throat> to their eventual benefit every Boris client, every one of them. They've been in on ton, countless of them, and they they don't ever sign. So this is a big deal that this is not a Scott Boris client. Yeah, I mean, in terms of saving money, absolutely, but it's still not going to come at a cheap price. Well, if if you if you're looking for the record breaking deal, you you hire Scott Boris. That's basically what it comes down to. So right. the fact that he's retained his his agent, uh, his agency, gives me you know a solid feeling that he will be back in LA. Yeah, I think that the fact that the Dodgers are in a position to win for the foreseeable future. And I, I don't know how much that means to trade Turner to, to be on a team that is winning to be on a contender, yep. but obviously the, the foundation is there for that. And if they win the world series this year, that could be also a motivating factor to be like, look, we've got a couple more of these in us, especially if you stay with the team and we keep the Trey, Freddie and Mookie train going. I mean, that that's an elite top three. That's going to last for a few years. So that's that's also an attractive factor for him. And I think that comment about him wanting to be on the East Coast is a bit dated. He even said it himself when he made the comment. It was a while ago, but obviously since he's been in L.A. for now a full season, season and a half, pretty much, he's starting to you know think that he could end up here and he and he would accept a, a deal to come back here. So, you know, I'm all for it. And to, to elaborate further, he clarified on that remark. He's, he said that prior to him getting dealt on the Nationals to avoid basically to get traded to a team where they just immediately offer him an extension, a West Coast team to immediately offer him an extension. And he didn't want them to offer him an extension because he wanted to play there, get comfortable before he had to make a decision on, do I take this big contract or not? So he's context matters and a lot of people run with that but that's the context of that so this is you know it might be a, it might be a factor but it's not going to be a deterrent to stay in la if they pay him the money 
Yeah. I mean, no one turns down a specific city unless you're Anthony Rendon and you say, um, I don't want that Hollywood lifestyle, but then you go to Anaheim and you fade into existence. <laughs> never wanted him ever. Karma. Karma. Yeah. I never wanted him either. And too, too many injuries. And he just had one good year. He had one good year. A- anything else you guys want to cover real quick? I, yeah, I one, just want to go ahead. I wanna, sorry. I just want to touch on this real quick. I know we kind of mentioned a little bit, but um, Miguel Vargas uh, not doing too great after his uh, MLB debut. It looked like we were going to have another um, James Outman on our hands, but then it kind of went South. He's literally, he only has five hits this year and 32 at bats. He's batting 156, no home runs and three RBIs. He did have that uh, go-ahead infield single the other day during the first game of the doubleheader against the D-backs, but yeah, just not just not very impressed so far with him. Obviously, it's small sample size, and I'm not in no way writing him off, but just just of note, it has been a tough watch for him at the plate, and uh, he was you know setting the world on fire in, in AAA, and then he comes up here, and it's just not been anywhere near the same. Learning experience. Yeah. It's not for him to produce right now. It's for him to learn his areas of weakness, take that into spring training. They're going to give him as much leeway as possible to have him earn some type of starting position or at least some versatility role in 2023. And so that's what they're doing right now. You know, they're kind of letting him out there to die, feel the burn, make him a better player for the foreseeable future. So I ran a poll on Twitter today and I asked, who would you rather play in the NLDS? 59% of the people chose the Braves. 41% chose the Mets out of over 650 votes. So I'm kind of, I'm, I kind of disagree with the populace at this point. I, but, I voted for the Mets, but I participated yeah, in that poll and I voted for the Mets. I, I would have voted for the Mets if I could vote as well, especially when you're going to probably miss Scherzer and DeGrom for game one. Taiwan Walker doesn't scare me. Uh, I'm assuming that'd be their game three starter. Chris Bassett. True. Chris Bassett also doesn't scare me. I'm assuming he would be their third uh, game three starter. I like it. Like we said before, the offense is just not there on the same level as Braves. It's just not. So uh, I tend to disagree with these, uh, you know, however many. I think people are, are spooked by last year and and they see a very similar team this year in the Braves. And so that's why they're they tend to be more afraid of them. And well, they've got no, a great they, they want to face the Braves. Yeah, they want to face the Braves. A majority oh. voted for the Braves. They're right, voting. Right, right. They're voting to avoid the Mets for everything that I've been saying for weeks and months now. DeGrom, Scherzer at the top. Yeah. Doesn't get better than that. They got a pretty solid bullpen. Edwin Diaz is way more reliable than Kenley Jansen at this point in time. And their lineup doesn't have the same explosiveness like the Braves do. But they have a pretty sneaky deep lineup. And Jeff McNeil, do not sleep on him. He might single you to death. I think that was thrown out there last season. But he gets on base a shit ton. And Pete Alonzo is arguably the best hitter of any of those two teams. I think we did a pretty good job with Pete Alonzo when we faced him last. I don't think he did too much damage. In the in the Mets series, yeah, but in the Dodgers homestand, he took Bueller deep and he took was it Bickford or Gratterall? Well, deep? you're talking about in April? It, April or May, but who cares? He's been good all season. He's a legitimate player. Yeah, no, I I, I know that. I'm just saying there's a lot of lot more holes in that lineup than Atlanta. Not about the best one through nine. Sometimes it's just four hot bats and that's all it takes to kill you. That's I don't need to go into my Eddie Rosario tangent again, but that's well, we the, stop the Braves have two Eddie Rosario candidates on that team right now. So Trent, uh, not Trent Grisham, Vaughn Grisham and Michael Harris. Definitely Rookies. not Trent Grisham. <laughs> <laughs> he's the, he's the opposite of a Eddie Rosario candidate. Well, yeah, well, they're rookies. They haven't been there before. Rookies oftentimes don't come through in the postseason. I've seen that more often than I wish I had. My final uh, 
segment here is I do have the idiot of the week and it goes to a San Francisco Giants merchandise seller who was selling Los Angeles Dodgers gear at Oracle. Inside the stadium for the record. Yeah. Inside the stadium. I did not see it. I mean, look, they know who's coming to the, to the park, you know, they do, but apparently he was some outside vendor from like a third party company. And so, I mean, that falls on this guy more than anything. Like you're going to the giants homestand home games. No, no, no. You hold on, hold on, hold on. How does this not fall on the team? How I just said, falls on I, the team. I just said no. it was a, a third party merchandise seller who snuck it in apparently. So you're just letting anybody inside and just, you, I could just go in and sell whatever the hell I wanted. That would be okay at Oracle park. I mean, that's, I guess that's technic- basically what you're implying. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically. Yeah. No, no, no. This is 100% <laughs> on the team. Come on. Like you just, you can't, I don't I care mean, who you, I don't care if he's an outside vendor. First of all, that sounds like complete bullshit to me. That sounds like, this is a PR mess for them. So they're like, oh, sorry. Like it was an outside vendor and we didn't see like, blah, blah. No, shut the hell up. How do you not know what the hell is being sold at your own goddamn stadium? This is 100% on the Giants. It's pathetic, pathetic move from them to allow this. They 100% knew. You can't not know what a vendor is selling at your stadium. What if he's selling drugs? You just wouldn't allow that? Yeah, I mean, I agree. It falls on the Giants. They should do a better job of screening who comes in, but- I mean, at the end of the day, this they the, for the, sure they're both screaming. idiots of the week. It, it the, the 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 message here is that the whole situation is just a bunch of idiots. Actually, you I mean, could make yeah. an argument. You could you could make an argument that the vendor is not an idiot, given the fact that he sleuthed his way in there yep. and knew that there were going to be more Dodgers fans there, or at least a lot of them were going to be there, and that it would those items would sell. Oh, he ain't coming back. He probably got fired. So he's going to lose his job. So I still don't understand. I still don't understand how this is a singular guy. Like it's just, they just, some guy just called Oracle park and was like, Hey, can I just set up shop inside the stadium? Like what? No, I I don't know. No, this was, this was approved. Somebody approved this. (laughs) I don't know who it was in the giants organization, but somebody approved that you don't just go in there and go rogue with your vendor stand. This is not like a booth at like Burning Man. This is a baseball stadium. Well, it's very uh, apropos of the Giants season. Apparently, it was I the mean, second time it's happened to this year. Yeah, again, somebody approved this. And it wasn't just a rogue. The conspiracy theories. Point being, bunch of idiots. That was what stood out to me. It's the biggest hiccup in the past week. And the, like I said, to c- kick off the show, the Dodgers just dominated the giants this season. They went 15 and four, lots of sweeps. I mean, they, if I, if I recall correctly, they went up 2 0 against the giants to start the season. Then they got swept three games. So they were down two, three. And so that means they won their last 13 of 14. Sounds right. So it's like what they did to the Padres last year. Yeah, exactly. The Dodgers were down and then they won like the last nine or 10 consecutive games. Owning their division. I'm just going to throw this take out there now. The Arizona Diamondbacks are going to finish 10 games above the San Francisco Giants next season. I think the Giants are no better than fourth place next year. Wow. So they they continue to trend down. Yes. And I think I'm not ruling out a last place finish. (laughs) I think think Rockies will be better than them. That's the only team left, Jake. Gonna be a (laughs) right now, yeah. I mean, given the rosters, Diamondbacks are trending up, but I think Giants are gonna be a legitimate threat to Cy Aaron Judge. Oh come on, there's no way that Yankees Steinbrenner can let him walk. He got he got beat up in that negotiation. What if Cohen? What if what if Cohen from the Mets offers him a shit ton of money? I don't think so. I don't think that's gonna happen. Another landing spot. The Mets that would be insane though. The Mets have the highest payroll in baseball, not the Dodgers. Can you imagine that? Like Yankees fans would go insane. Cohen would do something like that though. Like he would. I think he'll be having conversations. I mean, why wouldn't you? But uh, I just can't imagine. Like the Hal Steinbrenner tried to play hardball and was like, I'm not going to give you an extension for what you want right now. So go prove it. 
And Aaron Judge basically gave him like two giant middle fingers. Uh, so he played himself. Steinbrenner played himself. Uh, so now he's going to have to pay way more than he probably would have had. So I just don't see how you can let him walk after the season. You just can't. What does that say to your fan base? Oh, they would go insane. Yeah, especially, you know, if, if the Mets are bidding on him. Imagine if he just changes, you know, goes over a couple miles to that other stadium. That That's that's the end of the Yankees organization as we know it, frankly. <laughs> like, you don't come back from that. They're, they're so bad without Aaron Judge. Like, he, so he's, he is so obviously the MVP this year. It's It should be unanimous yeah, because they really are should. so – they would be so – bad without him yeah and 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 just to say this as as good as Shohei Otani is as a player he's playing for such a bad team I mean you just I just don't like giving it to a team that is so bad it's like most valuable player for what like you didn't you didn't affect your team it it, it didn't mean anything in terms of the outcome of your team so hey that sounds like my kind of take when I bashed Bryce Harper a year ago for winning it. And I just, I just think that when you, when you break it down, most valuable player that it's value to the team. It's not, it, you know, they should have a different award then if you're, you know, call it something else. If you want to give it to a player that's on a terrible team. I mean, the argument writes itself. If you take Aaron judge off the Yankees, the Yankees are the angels record wise (laughs) period. It's that simple. And I hate all these people trying to, you know, carry water for Shohei Otani by trying to like cross reference these, like translate her, his pitching starts and innings into like home runs. Like, dude, just shut up. All you just need to shut up. It's Aaron judge this year. Okay. It's Aaron judge. It's period. End of discussion. There is no discussion. It never started. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to be a, a close unanimous. It's literally just a few cranky people wanting to give it to Otani because he pitches. Yeah, and of course Ben Verlander is one of them. Of course. He doesn't have like, a vote, I hope, so. He's, like, crying on Twitter about it, too. It's just like, of course he has that take, dude. Of course. So ridiculous. Like, what? Like, just stop, dude. Like, just give it a rest for a day. Stop flipping bats. He already yeah, won man. last year, too, so get over it. Yeah. But, but yeah, talk about different trends of career directions, Aaron judge, Cody, Cody. Bell- well, Aaron judge, Cody Bellinger, both rookies of the year, both hitting a ton of home runs judge regressed Bellinger won 2019 MVP. And it's been all Aaron judge ever since. Well, and also judge is healthy. S- yes. So is Cody I Bellinger. Down. I think that's Bellinger's that's healthy been at it. this point. What? They're both I think healthy. Bellinger's healthy at this point. No, I'm not saying that one is healthy or the other, but I'm just saying that that's why you're seeing this from Aaron Judge because he's finally healthy. Oh, yeah, because he's like actually playing now. Yeah. But, I mean, he, he has never been this good. Even when he was healthy, he's never been this good. You can no. go back. You can freeze the 2021 batting stance and 2022 batting stance of Aaron Judge. He's made a significant uh, change of course to his, he's in, his no, stance I'm, I'm as saying, well. Yeah. But, of course uh, he's in, no, I get, I get what you're saying. And, yeah, it's, you know, frankly, though, if I'm the Dodgers, I'm not touching that. Let someone else pay for that. He's already 29 or 30 years old. He's proven he can't really stay healthy long-term, at least kind of like in the same way Corey Seager was. Uh, And frankly, his sheer size gives me concerns about long-term health and and playing the field. Does that matter, though? Aren't the smaller guys the ones you worry about? No. Because they're the ones that rely on their legs? No, not necessarily. I just think of Jacoby Ellsbury and – Dustin Pedroia, they didn't age well. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Just, just with Judge's past history and and I don't know. I, he's six foot seven. He's he's too big, frankly. He's just too big to. It's just a lot of body to worry about. It's a lot. It's a lot of man. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of like Stanton. But anyways, yeah, who also can't stay healthy. Can't stay healthy, but when he's on the field. One of the best power hitters in the game. Can't deny that. All right. Any other final thoughts, guys? All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Incline Dodgers this week. Give us a five-star rating and subscribe, please. Give us a review on Apple. Tell us how much you like the show. Follow us on Twitter. 
Uh, and that's it. We'll be back next week. Not much baseball left. 103 win Dodgers. Pretty insane. Maybe they uh, get that 116 wins, but I highly doubt it at this point. Be perfectly happy with 107, I guess. Yeah. All right. Peace out. Go Dodgers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.